we should talk about this documentary that we're that we're making together. John and I are making a movie together. What? Another movie, a documentary. It's called Total Collapse, The End of America 2020. <laughs> we have to do something special for you. I guess we'll do it that way. Oh, hey. could it possibly, could it be? Oh my gosh. Could 2020 get any worse? We don't need this. Nobody needs this. <laughs> John, I made a list of topics. Yeah. We, oh, did you? It's a list of topics that you are now going to be able to choose from. Oh, I'm going to let you choose. It's long. Yeah. It's been good. a long time since we've been here. Feels right, like just right. yesterday. It does actually feel, I feel like I'm just hopping back in the saddle of my bicycle. Yeah. All right. Here's a list of topics I want you to choose. It's a multiple choice list. Okay. Okay, great. A, A, politics. B, COVID. C, rollers. D, my new Dungeons and Dragons obsession. Oh, geez. E, quantum field theory. F, the earthquake that hit LA last night. G, what? the documentary that you and I are making, H, huh? all of the above, or I, all of the above, except for COVID and rollers. Oh, wow. It's, it's, it's funny you lumped COVID and rollers into the same category. <laughs> I don't think that's accurate. Um, well, I'm just, well, it's just a multiple choice list. That list is way too long for me to remember. So you know what? Let's... um. Let's do them all. Let's do them all. All right, let's get politics out of the way. Okay, now that that's out of the way, let's get COVID out of the way. Yeah, COVID hit hard. Dude, it's funny. Last time we talked, COVID wasn't even a thing. You know, actually, I think we were on the record last time we talked saying how how COVID was not really a thing at all. <laughs> I still feel that way. <laughs> Is it a thing yet? I'm in Tennessee, baby. Hasn't hit here. <laughs> We we were like we were like it's like the flu, <laughs> which, <laughs> which I'm not gonna lie. All right, we got to be careful. I don't know. There's guaranteed somebody listening to this podcast has been directly affected in a major way, yeah. and I want to be very sensitive to that. Hey, somebody, uh, yeah, somebody very close to me got it. Yeah, no, and I and I'm look, I'm uh, it's no laughing, <laughs> it's no laughing matter. I think our ignorance it's, is what you were laughing at. Th that is what I'm laughing at. Our sure. ignorance then, and John, by the way, yeah, our ignorance now. Yeah. <laughs> we don't, we don't know anything more about COVID than we did when we were doing an episode in February. So it sounds like this show is picking up exactly where it left off. <laughs> Seven months. It's like we went around the. I've been, you know, so I have been studying a lot of physics, and yeah. I was listening to a podcast earlier with a physicist, uh, astrophysicist named Kip Thorne, who was most famously involved with uh, Interstellar. In his, in the spirit of Kip Thorne, it's as if you and I just hopped in a spaceship, traveled at the speed of light for about one minute our time, and came back in seven minutes on Earth mm. and passed. Wow. Doesn't it feel that way? Kind of. I mean, a lot. A, well, No, it doesn't. Uh, dude, <laughs> even in the past seven months, so much stuff has happened. So much so stuff. <laughs> absolutely insane how much stuff i'm totally kidding it's been a wacky seven months it's been a wild ride i have a feeling covid will continue to come up yeah for sure i try not to dwell on it it feels like you, it's receding though somewhat right it's now september 19th 2020 yeah i think we're in i think we're in much better shape than we were for a lot of reasons 
before we got to this yeah. point. That's that's about my take. I, but it is. I I think the the thing I'm really laughing at is, yeah, man. We we well, whatever. We still just don't know much more than we did in February, right? That seems like a problem. But whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Do we ever really what? know anything? I mean, come on. No. Feels like we don't. No. No, I don't think we do. Yeah. COVID, not great. I just, I went to Costco just now, right before we jumped on this. I went to Costco with my entire family. And it's kind of surreal, man, walking around. Everybody's got, I was thinking about doing this podcast with you, and I was thinking about the last time we did it. Not a mm-hmm. mask in sight, you know, not a single mask anywhere. And now everybody, everywhere is wearing them. And I'm starting not to notice it at all. Exactly. It's incorporated into our lives in yep. just a few months. You know, it's kind of wild. It's, um, it's wild. I, I was thinking of another way of saying it, but no, that's, that's pretty much it. It's just, it's wacky. It's, it's, yeah. uh, it's not what any of us could have ever predicted. Right. No, certainly not. And, um, yeah, there's been a lot of unrest in the country since mm-hmm. we last talked. Yet another topic that we have, uh, <laughs> Revisited many times. You went to a couple protests, didn't you? I did. I went to one really wild protest in Hollywood. It was the like save the whales. Yeah, protest. Was, there was a Black Lives Matter protest going on in the street, and there were about thirteen of us trying to save the whales. <laughs> save Tonga. There was, yeah. There was another one block up. There was another like protest with about twenty six people trying to stop straws. Mm-hmm. But most of the people went to the Black Lives Matter protest right. appropriately. But the but you uh, did go. You went to one. What was the what was it I went like? To, was I went vibe? to numerous, and one of the coolest, kind of just weirdest, craziest, best ones was it, it was started right at the Capitol B- Records building in Hollywood, mm. and then we walked down Hollywood Boulevard, and I didn't have any clue because we got there pretty early. It was a big march, and I had no idea how many people were there because you can't really tell. And mm. I saw news footage later, and it turns out there were like 35,000 people or something crazy like that. So I just assumed, I was talking to Kelly while we were in the middle of it, and it was wild because we're like right in front of the Chinese theater and, you know, right in the heart of Hollywood, just standing in the middle of the street, surrounded by people as far as you can see. And there's like speeches and stuff. And yeah, to your point, everybody's wearing masks. It was very strange. And then I saw pictures later, I was like, holy shit, there were people stretched out for like, 10 straight blocks is crazy. I'm so con- I'm conflicted about all of this, man. I mean, in some ways I'm like, this is excellent. People need to take power back period. Yeah. People need to wake up. They need to take power back. And I'm glad that certain institutions, right. you know, I, I know a, a couple, I know a couple cops and, you know, I don't wish ill on these guys. They're great guys, but yeah, generally policing is kind of wacky. What we've allowed in the land of the free and the home of the brave what we've allowed to happen with policing is kind of nuts. I mean, even civil asset forfeiture is a is a crazy system where where if you're suspected of a, a drug crime in particular, they can just take everything you have. But also, you know, change is scary. You know, what's going to take the place of this bad uh, this bad setup? Right. Something worse, something better. We hope, but we have a really bad track record as humans of doing the right yeah. thing. So. I, I don't know, I man. I think it will be... Time to just mind your own business. Yeah, I've definitely been doing a lot of that. Tend your own garden. <laughs> Shut my trap. Perfect time to start a podcast when saying things can get your head chopped off. <laughs> we were, we barely squeaked by without getting canceled on the last round. It's going to be a tough ride this time, but you know what? I'm, I'm ready for it. 
you have to have a following to get canceled. Yeah, that's it's true. essentially this is essentially you and I a phone call that we record and release. Yeah, it's basically I'm I did some analytics yesterday just to kind of see where we're at and uh yeah, right now it's it's we're kind of back to the basics. It's me, you, Teddy Bronson and the NSA. So uh Teddy Bronson is still with us. He just went back and listened to all of the old episodes. He went back to number one, listened through number 69. John, how do you feel about the fact that we did exactly 69 episodes? It was not an accident. Does that tickle your fancy at all? Of course. Now we have to get to 420. (laughs) That's the next milestone, milestone, baby. John, do you, speaking of getting canceled, I got a, I got a question. I, I just, I know this is a safe space. I want to ask you if what I'm about to to uh, say could get me canceled. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. All right. So now we've gone through politics. We did. We did it out of order. We talked COVID and then politics. We we, we, did, we also didn't mention that we've got two like eighty year old geezers trying to run the country. We've got a, dude, an election coming. I was up. watching. Oh man, RBG died. That sucks. Can you imagine us breaking news to somebody? I know this is going to come <laughs> out in like a. <laughs> dude, Kelly actually found out she was on the phone with a patient, and uh, the patient was talking to her, and she was that. It's because Kelly's a Trump supporter. Exactly. Oh, she was no. like, she's the one poisoning her. Um, Kelly's theory is that uh, Kelly thinks that, that Justice Scalia was murdered in his sleep. Oh, boy. Is she on 4chan? I think I've seen uh, Kelly on 4chan. <laughs> it's not a bad theory. Um, wow. Okay. Speaking of unrest, though, geez, Louise, if if they get another justice in there, it's. Oh, they will. There's two old geezers. I, they will. I was thinking about. Um, I was thinking about this specifically, though, because I was watching um, RBG, the documentary, which is actually quite good. If you need a primer on Ruth back in like 1995 or whenever it was, Biden was the chair of the Judicial Committee and was the one confirming her. And he looked old then. Yeah, He's fucking right. old, man. He's old, man. He looked. Well, Trump's old, too, dude. Dude, Trump is really old. I'm telling you, though. Biden looked old as shit when yeah. when he looked older than Ruth when she was getting confirmed. She, he looked like an old man. Yeah. He's had a lot of work done. Uh, you can tell. Yeah, he his teeth have been done. He got he his looked, hair done. I think he looked better then in this not in the sense of like he looked younger. I think he just had a nicer look. Now he looks a little bit more worked on, you know. But he's an old guy. I mean, is this, this these bad choices, man? Well, what I, are we here's, doing? How is there not like a forty year old dude who's got his I head mean, on straight? Dude, who can run they knew within the within minutes of Obama being elected, they knew they had to start filling up the hopper again. Yeah. That was twelve years ago. Yeah, you had plenty of time. Where's the cultivation of new? Progressive talent, it's not happening clearly. I it's bonkers. Any, any talent, you know. Well, actually, that's probably not true. There's probably plenty of people who could do it. They're just I think part together. of the problem is the boomers are like old farts trying to watch Golden Girls. They don't want to give up the remote control. <laughs> <laughs> no boomers watching Golden. They're on the internet. They're on 4chan, dude. They're, on, they're, boomers. they're watching TCM. And they're like, they're like, oh, Mr. Smith goes to Washington. That's how it works, isn't it? And uh, can you imagine being so naive? Nobody's that naive anymore, dude. No, they're not. 
Don't you think? I mean, maybe somebody is, but generally, dude, I I just had lunch with my. They're not naive, John. They're they're not naive, and they know that they can do whatever the fuck they want, which is why we're choosing between two eighty-seven-year-old men. <laughs> yeah. What a di- what 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 have we done? I We've don't got know. the internet, and the this is who we're gonna have lead this country. Yeah, we're gonna look back on this, and it's gonna be like, oh yeah. That's like when Louis the Fifteenth came in, and then there was the next one, and they all every. It's like that was it. That was it. Like that guy was a bozo. Should have never. And then they're like, oh, and then that guy. Yep. He gave the crown to that guy. Oh my god. There's just like this a, a series of ridiculous events following each other. It's crazy. Is anyone excited? Do you know anyone that's excited about either candidate? Um. Because I have a feeling lots of Trump people who even might be vehement supporters aren't particularly excited about it. I see, you know, I'm in Tennessee, so I see a little bit of Trump stuff. Not not a lot, you know, definitely not a lot. But you know, occasionally, I'm not talking about votes. You know, I'm talking about yeah, yeah, I know. But you know, I saw these guys, and they did. um, I'm at the Tennessee River, and like six dudes drive by in their boats with Trump flags, right? Now, first of all, mm. you would never see, I've never seen, maybe it exists, but I've never seen like a Biden boat parade. <laughs> parade. I don't think anybody, but even the <laughs> Trump one, it's kind of like a, a little bit of a gag. That's it. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm crazy, but that's kind of what it feels like. It's almost <laughs> like streaking at a soccer game right now. <laughs> you know, it's a little bit naughty. Well, dude, I was telling, I was talking to my parents and I was saying that because I've been around, I've had the 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 great privilege of spending quite a lot of time around uh, young tech guys, and mm. love love a lot of them. Not all of them are like this, but I have known some who are, and it reminds me of bros, tech bros, who are like, "I'm gonna ride this motherfucker till it goes down," you know? Right. Like I'm gonna like that guy. I don't owe him shit, man. So like. I'm going to take, except they're all drunk. It, 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 but, but to your point, the naughtiness of it is partly knowing that you're getting away with something the same way. I think, yeah, like maybe they're streaking. Yeah. It's like when I used to be drunk all the time and I was like, there's something nice about taking a piss in a public park. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. You, you feel good doing it. Rebellion. Yeah. I get all that. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of that going around right now, which I, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of the thing you want it until you have it. You know, I mm. love chaos in theory. I've been waiting for the world to melt down for 30 something yeah. years. And mm-hmm. here, here it's starting to happen. And I'm like, uh oh, wait a minute. What about my family? Well, boy, I was thinking about oh, speaking of this. I'm going to jump to point number uh, point number F in my list. Mm. The earthquake that hit L.A. last night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tell us. Um, I was laying in bed. I'll set the stage for you. It was 2 p.m. I was laying in bed. <laughs> I'm very depressed. <laughs> I've got my Xanax in one hand <laughs> and a magazine of which a description I will okay. not grace you okay. with in the other. No, it was 11.45 p.m. And I'm laying there and my wife is asleep. Wow. And all you, uh, next thing I know... Everything's shaking. It's, it's an earthquake. There's not much to describe. It was surprisingly yeah. loud, though. Rumbling. And not the house. Ha- there was, like, literal rumbling. And I find... I, so I looked it up. Turns out the earthquake was actually only about three miles away. And it, was a, it wasn't a huge one. Speaking of that, I'm 
you know, we're waiting on the big one, whatever. I'm a little bit of a chaos guy too, you know. <laughs> you say that so casually. Um, we're waiting to die. Is well, we're waiting on that. The- that the big the, one yeah, means yeah, you yeah. die, doesn't it? Well, I don't know about that. Probably, maybe. I don't know. I think they've estimated the casualties in like the tens of thousands, and there's like 14 Sheesh. million people here. So my stats are pretty good. Okay, you're you're safe. The well, anyway, I'm thinking this could be the big one because yeah. it was very loud. Like, it, and I, I anyway, I, I was gonna say I'm kind of a chaos guy in theory, mm. but as soon as it started happening, I thought whoa okay you know i jumped out of bed really quick grabbed my shoes because i've heard that like 80 percent of earthquake related hospital visits are because people have glass in their feet yeah so i um or not really but it's a high number so i just was like and it went on for i don't know 30 seconds but it was what was weird about it is just the feeling of literally everything moving really noticeably the amount of power that it takes for that to happen is completely beyond comprehension. And even though nothing was really damaged, no one really got hurt, it was it was kind of a weird wake-up call. And Kelly and I were both just laying there thinking, well, there's nothing we can do about the next one or yeah. whatever, but, man, that is freaky. I don't like any of that. I mean... That's why you live in Tennessee, where there's tornadoes. Between our last episode and now, we had a crazy tornado that came right... I mean, it hit right by our house, like literally houses away. Oh, that's right. Um, smashed a bunch of, you know, a couple hundred year old trees up here. We Crazy. lost power for a few days and we had stocked up like a bunch of maniacs with all this meat from Costco, you know, because yeah. the end of the world was starting to happen. Oh, all that. Because that was right. That was trash. during the I mean, that was in the panic, the meat panic from days. Costco, you know, because the end of the world was starting to happen. Yeah. Yeah. All that turned to trash that's the beginning that's when i got a gun and a bunch of meat and um you know <laughs> really got ready for the end it didn't it, come unfortunately in, well it did feel like the end for a minute there it felt like not the end but it no, felt no, like no, yeah. but it felt like the beginning of the end it, 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 it felt was, like the collapse of society it was me. bizarre but dude remember people were hoarding toilet paper and having like fist fights in the middle of stores and going nuts. I mean, I think all that's still totally possible depending on how the election goes and the Supreme court business, we could be right back there in a few days. You know, one guy getting shot somewhere right now is uh, riots and like protests, chaos erupts immediately. And listen, I mean, there there's probably with, for good reason in some cases like how would you react if your son or brother got killed unjustly i would be fucking pissed and especially after it's happened many many times so you know i'm not trying to demean the purpose behind it but everyone's on a knife edge right what i hear you saying which i completely agree with is that uh the line between us and uh a type of chaos that we generally feel very insulated from continues to be eroded that's how i feel yeah Yep. But in so, other news, you know, yeah. Life is still good though, as we say every single time we talk. Yeah, it is good. We always end up there and it's always good. I think that's the theme of the podcast. The shit's getting real, but the shit's still fine. I think is kind of like, you know, that's the tagline of this podcast. What is this podcast called again? I forget. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you tell me. It's been a while. I guess we'll call it that then. Way.
Yeah. I guess we'll call it back. Oh, is that? I guess we'll call it back. Okay. Gotcha. Should we, <clears throat> I don't want to, I don't want to cut off any hot takes you might no, have. No, no, you're on, good. On, um, I need to shut up on, before I get myself in trouble. I know. We are so close to getting canceled and I love it. <laughs> okay. Can't so, cancel us. I'm uncancelable. Let's, uh, should we catch everybody up on rollers? Yeah. Let's give us a rollers update. Rollers is done. That's, that's the big picture. Everyone, it's done. It took me a while. I didn't, I think I thought I was basically done in February. I wasn't. I still had to do sound, which was a, a hoot and a half. We did color, everything. We finished it in June. And we are now negotiating distribution. And I don't know uh, which, I, I, should, I should decode that a little bit for those who don't know. What that means is there are, well, all the festivals got canceled. That's another hilarious kind of irony of the last podcast is I think I was bitching about festivals. Well, it turns out none of them happened. So who cares? Um, the basic gist is that it's done. It's very good. People really like it. And we are basically just skipping the festival thing for now and just going straight to distributors and saying, I'm like, yo, I'm like, I'm like the kid. I'm like the kid uh, who who's got some candy, and I'm like, hey, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, hey, you want some candy? And they're like, you're like a guy in a van outside of a middle school with some. <laughs> I am like that. You're right. I'm more like the guy in the van. And they're like, dude, I can get that same candy from the vending machine. It's not about the candy. Kid. It's about the- <laughs> this one's got some magic sauce on. Oh, it. Boy. Point is, point. There is one simple point point to this story, which is that rollers turned out really well. We are getting offers from distributors, which is great. If somebody texted or called, emailed, whatever, faxed us, and they said, hey, I really want to see the movie. Would you send me a private link? Would you do that? Who? Somebody like a Teddy Bronson, somebody that's listening that's like, hey, man, I've been listening and I've followed your your show. Can I see a link? Would you send a link? Because it does, I know a link exists. Oh, it exists. Uh, that is an incredibly relevant question. Well, mm, no, the answer is no. I would, oh, cold blooded. I would, <laughs> I would really like to, but I just, I just can't. You got to get the seven it. bucks out of them at the AMC theater in about two. And yeah, a half exactly. Years it's got it's go. yeah three thirteen years from now when it's finally released theatrically. I got to make sure that the audience is still thirsty. As my as my mom always said, you know, when I was fielding lots of offers from fine young ladies at school, she said, you know, why would they buy the cow if they can get the milk for free? And <laughs> what does that mean in that context? It 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 normally refers to young ladies who are being shamed into not having sexual intercourse with young men because apparently young men are allowed to have sex drives, but young women aren't. Anyway, it's outrageous. That's no offense to your mom, and I know the spirit she meant. She said that. No, no, no. She never said that to but me. But equating young ladies with milking cows is so horrendous. It's everything about that is horrible. <laughs> There's no way your mom There's, said that. They're they're not only milking cows, but they're they are. We're talking about the purchase of a cow. <laughs> Speaking of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, I feel like she might have had some issues with that one. She would not like it one bit. Well, I was referring to myself. Thank you very much. <laughs> What's the greatest thing Ruth Bader Ginsburg has done? 
Or like, what's a great thing she, she's done? To my knowledge, she had a lot to do with um, basically laying the federal legal groundwork for anti-discrimination law, both for gender and in some cases race. Oh, that's good. In the 70s and 80s. Yeah. She was a big part of that. She argued some really important cases in the 70s before the Supreme Court. And then when she was on the Supreme Court, she was often outnumbered by conservative justices, but continued to basically toe toe an important line and, and, and you know, fight for our rights, baby. She was yeah. a real progressive. I honestly don't know that much about her. Yeah, I don't know a ton. I don't know a ton about the courts. Yeah, I don't either. I went there when I was a kid and I heard some super boring case about um, like land management or something. It was horrible. Mm -hmm. And I just remember watching the, it just, it was such a bizarre kind of charade. I will say this, speaking of our political conversation, you can't trust every justice, but I do think it seems as though most justices who are appointed, that goes a long way because they may have really conservative or liberal ideology, but at the end of the day, they're not, they, the, the Supreme Court does not seem to be easily manipulated by by political forces like the president. Does that mean it can't be influenced? Of course it can't. I think there's definitely something to be said for the fact that it is still a functional government, like a functional branch of our government that that has some value left. I mean, we've seen it a lot even just with some federal court basically being like, yeah, Trump, you can't do that. That's important, you know? And it seems to happen quite often. You know, we, we know that like intelligence agencies... Oh, all around the world, monitor and watch and try to figure out ways to manipulate world leaders, you know? Hey, guys. We <laughs> we do it. Hey. Every other country does hey, it. Hey, Stan. And you got to imagine that, like, our own intelligence agencies, but definitely other countries' intelligence agencies, would try to compromise the Supreme Court. It's a lifetime appointed position. They have incredible power. Right. And if you could get control of like even one, one, one of those votes or two of those votes through blackmail, mm -hmm. bribery, whatever it is. I mean, these are perfect people. I'm sure they've got some skeletons in their closet. Yeah. You know, you just record a couple of videos. Maybe they're all perfect, but come on, get real. Well, I think that's theoretically the vetting process that obviously did not work with our most recent appointment. Why do you say that? He shall not be named. Well, <laughs> I mean, he's got that? skeletons in his. Did he? I he's thought got that skeletons was like... in his closet. That was the whole thing. He had tons of. He was like a bunch of shit. Like, I mean, but then again, whatever. I mean, you know, there's a process for that. I mean, the president is supposed to have a serious vetting process done. Right. I guess we just stopped doing that. They keep a list. So I don't know. I no, think no, you're right. they've got a list. Like, there's there's a list that's already been compiled before. Trump gets in office, you know, and and same the other way. Or maybe they right. compile it, but you know, they've got five people ready to go right now at least. Oh, and they've yeah, been totally sure. vetted. They're ready to rock, you know. And then you get in this yeah. you get in the Thunderdome, dude, and they're going to pull up anything. It, it doesn't matter if it's Trump who does this or Biden in a few months. Whoever they pick, it's going they're going into the Thunderdome, dude. Everything that yeah. they ever said that was awkward and now everything's on the record permanently because of the internet. Right. You know? I think what what probably still works about it is that there's nine of them. Right. And that right. the and that the, the, the But it works out that they're usually split. I mean it's usually split fifty fifty, basically. Right. 
I mean, I that's the thing. There's nine, and some of them vote unpredictably, or not vote, but make decisions unpredictably. Because, um, look, I mean, I think Scalia was a great example of this. A lot of people liked him, including Ruth Bader Ginsburg, because he was uh, he was one of those guys who was highly conservative and had lots of views that a lot of people were uncomfortable with. But at the end of the day, he wasn't, I don't think anybody accused him of being a charlatan or even really a bigot. I think it was more, they were like, yo, dude, your interpretation of the Constitution mm. is whack. But it was consistent. And I think that's that's what maybe is being preserved at, for instance, the Supreme Court that is being right. is becoming more confusing in other places. Is there's, you know what you get. You know, you, you appoint a conservative justice, but at least they're probably going to, to some extent, try to interpret the Constitution according to some deeper conviction about how it's supposed to be interpreted. And there's just, I don't know how much, fine, I don't know how much gain there is for those guys to potentially have. I mean, they called the, called the election with Gore v. Bush, dude. And um, there, we're kind of setting up a scenario right now where something like that could happen again. No, you're right. Calling the elections. This is bad. It's crazy. really bad. Any way you slice this. It's not great. <laughs> Look, I mean, okay, now this brings us to, this is a bit of a choose your own adventure, John. Do you want to move on to my new Dungeons and Dragons obsession or quantum field theory? I Let's hear... Um, I'm kind of curious if you can keep my interest with some Dungeons and Dragons talk. No, I'm not even going to try. I was thinking about quantum field theory, though. The, you know, there's definitely a lot. Of, if if the whole concept of branching in the multiverse is real. Which, let's be honest. It's a cool idea, but it almost certainly isn't real. It doesn't make sense, really. It doesn't make any sense, man. Although, look, I think what's more realistic is that there is an observable universe and an unobservable universe. Sure. And yeah. And that to some extent, maybe the things that we are watching at a quantum level and theorizing about kind of like we were watching with that. Uh, we were talking about with that guy that invented the D wave computer, which is so sick. Sure. That yeah. maybe maybe part of what we're seeing with this whole kind of multiverse thing is is just the unpredictability, the quantum nature of all of reality rather than i mean yeah i don't know about i don't know about branching either it seems kind of funky to me it sounds like one of those things that they they make a discovery or they're forced into acknowledging <clears throat> that something seems to be the case because of how various experiments go down they don't really understand the implications of what they discovered but somebody kind of half cocked goes off and makes up this whole idea based on of it based off right. of it and that ha because quantum stuff is so hard to wrap your mind around generally it seems like it's open for fraud or at least misconstruction or yeah. misconstrual it's like religion dude i mean there's right. obviously we believe that there's a there is truth some level of truth in there, but it, because there are so many, no, just listen to me or mm -hmm. ultimate authority type scenarios, it it's totally open to fraud and, and abuse. Yeah. But I think most of the quantum physics people who are proposing things like string theory and the branching multiverse and all that kind of stuff. I think most of those guys, if you read their stuff, they're very quick to say, look, this is the best we can do on paper. And it's probably going right, to be a long right. time before we can actually do any experiments. So uh, we're this just going to what it looks like. 
this is what it looks like. I mean, even, yeah. you know, even, yeah, like Einstein, you know, the, these guys, they come up with stuff. And then the ones that are really open to the scientific process, I mean, it becomes a mission of theirs to disprove themselves almost. I, t- I tend to fall in this category for sure, but a a more theistic view of the universe. There is a fine line between this is what we know and this is what we don't know. And it gets real problematic when you start trying to, th- to, to, to make the things we know a lot right. bigger instead of saying, this is what we, this is how it maybe could be. And I think, you know, for me, it's funny. I think about myself kind of being more in that. I don't know that I understand how it's possible, but I tend to believe that there is a, a God of some kind that is governing the entire universe in one form or another. And that may look different at different times or different, whatever, not to get too much into that. But I think if you open the door to string theory, that sounds to me like a rudimentary attempt at explaining that kind of thing. Like if there is a God who is fundamentally somewhat unobservable, the effects that we would see of that God would probably look a lot like some of these quantum, you know, quantum theories. That's kind of how I look at it. It's not that we can actually bridge the gap between them. I don't think that's ever going to be possible. But it doesn't do anything to out to rule it out for me. But you think you look forward into the future uh, a thousand years from today, right? And if we don't blow ourselves up or do something crazy, there's not some giant reset. Which uh, you know, I mean, I, a thousand I, years, there's got to be one, right? There will be one, but let's just say fantasy world, there isn't one. Okay. And we have this continuous line of advancement. Dude, the tech and ideas and the knowledge of the universe that we'll have in a thousand years of steady growth from now is it's like unfathomable. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what you're saying might turn into, it's kind of like, you're going to get to this point. This is kind of what creationists think. Like you're, you can look so far but ultimately it's like a tower of Babel situation. You, there's yeah. a point where you can't go any further, but it is that real. I mean, it feels like we're going to keep digging deeper and deeper and going smaller and smaller. You know, they said with the large Hadron collider, like we, we smashed these particles and we saw the smallest possible, um, el- like an elemental size particle, right. the Higgs boson, right? There's not, and they're saying now, or they said for a while, nothing could is smaller than this. Right. And then a few years later, not even, they're like, boom, quarks. Right. It's even smaller or whatever. I don't know what the fuck. I think quarks, about, I think but Higgs boson is, is succeeded the quark. Okay. But I know well, what you Just mean. Wait, a few, wait a few months, something will succeed that. Or neutrinos. I mean, I mean look, I, look, I'm just saying, I agree. I, I, I think... But what, well, that's my question. What do you think? I mean, if we, we keep digging, we're going to keep getting further down. What do you think happens in that point? Is there a point where, you know, you're in Minecraft and you finally hit bedrock and there's, you can't break it and that's the end of it? Mm. I don't think so. I think we keep, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess this is the question we're asking. Right now, it feels like we've gone way too far. We're starting to create artificial intelligence that's going to outstrip us and stuff. Oh, I mean, dude, that guy, I I wish I could remember his name, but the the guy that you you pointed me in the direction of, the D-Wave computer guy, everybody should Google this guy. It's amazing. And, you know, he's he's at the front of AI and quantum computing. And, I mean, he's saying, and I think he said 10 to 20 years, we're going to have, we're going to have AI that in his and of course look he's got a, a an interest in pitching a timeline that may or may not be realistic that's fine but he's saying we're going to have probably we're going to have ai that in every way every way he says 
is uh, superior to our to our sort of thinking and doing capacity. I don't know yep. that I entirely. I, I still think consciousness is just a little too mysterious. But then again, you hope. I, I mean, I hope. You hope but, it is. But look, if it comes to that, it comes to that. It's coming. Yeah, I mean, coming. seriously. But what do Dude, I? Think? There's I no. People never thought back when computers first started. Well, maybe they did, but early on, there, people were not like, "Oh, there's going to be a machine that can calculate any number way faster than us." And then, boom, here it is. Right. And you, the, nobody, you know, there was a time where they would have competitions between people doing math problems and computers. There, nobody, you, there's no chance of that happening right. now. Well, even with, you know, the the autistic guy who can memorize fifty thousand decimal places of pi. That's dude, a computer can do that. Your phone can do that in half right. a second right now. Right. Well, I think, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting. My, so, different, but consciousness, what, what even is that, man? I mean, that's the thing. I, I don't, shit it's skull. No, it's bonkers. I meditate a lot and I'm increasingly aware because this is kind of one of the, the, the paths that this particular school of it's <clears throat> Sam Harris, but like, you know, the traditional meditation, I mean, I, he freaks, he's been canceled. He has been canceled. No, I don't know. <laughs> Just I don't know. I'm sure they tried. I'm sure they tried, but his meditation shit is amazing. And one of the big things that I'm I'm kind of learning is he frequently, in the middle of these guided sessions, will say, you know, look for the observer. You know, look in this state of meditation. Look for the seat of you. And I'm increasingly aware of that not being there and that's kind of the whole point of looking is that you eventually or i was listening to these um these other meditations by deepak chopra and you know he was saying the the purpose of that sort of eastern style enlightenment meditation is we don't know what consciousness is but if we identify with whatever the mystery of the consciousness is then the circumstances around us become increasingly less uh, terrifying is one way to put it because I don't know what I am. I really don't. I don't think anybody does, but what I, I, I do know that I am not the, the cloud of sensation that is my human experience is it can't possibly be just the function of, uh, some chemistry. Yeah. I'm not saying that that means, I don't think that in and of itself is an argument for theism or for whatever, or for like some eternal soul. I do tend much more towards that, but I think it, it, I'm not making that argument. What I am saying though is, and I think even the, the, the quantum computer guy, what he's saying is, you know, quantum computers, he's like, look, when they invented the, the, when they invented the plane, the Wright brothers, a horse could still run faster than the plane. And he's like the, the supercomputers we have, are very much the horse and the quantum computers we have are the plane. It's slow. It doesn't do a whole lot at this point, but what's interesting about it is that it flies. That's a completely different thing than anything we've ever had before. And I'm curious what that, I I don't know. So what are we going to find? I really don't know. I think it could be a version of the turtles all the way down thing where, or a fractal, you know, like uh, who knows, maybe, maybe at the center of every, at the center of, you know, if you break uh, Higgs bosons down far enough, yeah. if you could stabilize it for more than a bajillionth of a second, maybe that's what a wormhole is, you know, and maybe that opens up to, maybe that's how you would theoretically travel back to the beginning of the universe. I don't know. 
I don't think we're going to just figure it out. I, but, but to your point though, about progress, I, I don't think we're going to last a thousand years probably because we're not going to last three years right now. Well, right. But like, dude, think about if we have hyper intelligent, artificial intelligence, that's what I want to write a movie with AI that isn't like these funky ass slaves that, you know, those are cool movies, whatever. But dude, I'm talking AI that figures shit out that we never could have. That's kind of the, the have, you, uh, have you read the Hyperion Chronicles? I've, I haven't read them, but I've heard from you. I've heard about them. Okay. Well, there's, I like the idea of, you know, when, when there's AI that can run simulations and experiments and I mean, dude, that's going to be freaking well, that, wild. Well, the stuff that computers are going to discover sans scientists is, is, is freaky to think about soon, real soon. you know, Remember the, you know, Watson, the, well, no, uh, Watson, the IBM, com- yeah, that was the on IBM Jeopardy. Thing. The whole purpose of that computer, that setup, is to basically be a medical. They they pitched it originally that this thing was going to cure cancer. Basically, you know, it was going to go through these mm. databases and use its, and it kind of turned into a bit of a flop. I think it didn't really follow through with some of the bigger promises. But yeah, dude, I mean, you give you think about right. chemistry and all the all of the material uh, material advancements that a computer like that could make where they're simulating every possible interaction of chemicals. Right. You know, and they can right. do it in an instant and tell you every cool possible material. I mean, dude, graphite or graphene rather that's super hard. Oh, carbon. Graphene is so crazy. It's really cool. And it was discovered in the last like 40 years. I think it's just right. the way they figured it out was by putting pencil shavings on a piece of tape and unsticking it and sticking it back together like 10 times. Right. It's crazy. Just kind of ridiculous. It's like a computer right. would have figured this out in a, in a couple minutes. A certain type are, of computer. Right. That can run simulations. One of which right. we may be living in right now. Yeah. I mean, what do you do if that's like, you know, so, that's another you love freaking out about simulations. You love it. <laughs> I'm not at all worried about that. I'm not I'm at not, all worried I'm about really it. I'm not worried about it because it's like, you know, the old Pascal's wager. This is an argument people use to, for the belief in God. It's like, if you don't believe in God, but he's real, you, the risk is going to hell, right? And the benefit is like, oh, you got to live however you wanted to, but there's a huge potential risk to it, dying, right. going to hell. And the opposite is like if you're if you just believe in God and you follow whatever precepts you think God wants, you die, you go to heaven is a really good scenario. But if you die and nothing happens, it's not that bad. What did you lose? You know, you kind of do this like utilitarian graph. And I do the same thing for simulation theory. It's like if I'm in one, I don't know. I'm never going to know. I might as well live a decent life in case it's not a simulation. Well, yeah, I think. And, and, and how you define a decent life, I think, has a lot to do with whether you live in hell or heaven, quote-unquote. Right. It's funny. I, I The more I read the Bible, the more I read Eastern philosophy and other ancient wisdom stuff, stuff, <laughs> just yeah. read some stuff, uh, the more I read all that, this is, again, th- we, we talk about this all the time, so this isn't new, but man, there's so many similarities, and I love the overlaps. I That's where I'm... I'm living in the overlaps, and one of the overlaps that I'm very intrigued by, and I hear it from people like Alan Watts, who's kind of a Taoist, Buddhist, former Anglican priest, you know, Englishman who brought Buddhism kind of to the West. I hear it from 
Buddha and Chuang Tzu and Jesus kind of and some other people is this idea that the simulation that you're kind of describing in a way, maybe that simulation is quite simply whatever force it is that is holding all this shit together. I, I think, you know, for, for, for my money, I've got a, a, a strong feeling that gravity, for example, is about as close to one facet of like, quote unquote, God as we're going to get, um, like, but, but whatever force that is that then also somehow translates into consciousness, that that is in, in quantum field theory really supports this in some super freaky ways that everything is connected, right? It's all connected. Einstein called it spooky action at a distance, but like the, you know, the, the, the quantum entanglement, you know, you can have two quantum particles that are entangled halfway across the universe and, um, and they are instantly connected, not the speed of light instantly. And again, that's somewhat theory, but like they've tested it in certain senses, kind of and but they've, here, done, they've okay. actually done it they've done it yeah they sent, it's, a part, they sent a thing to the moon and they changed the spin on earth and it changed the spin in, i don't know how, how they detect this stuff anyway I don't i'm know. gonna wrap up this diatribe <laughs> but what i'm trying to say is whatever it is that's connecting quantum field theory feels related to the concept of a simulation which also to me feels related to the funkiness of time. I've been learning a lot about time. Um, there's this Italian physicist, Revolori or something like that. He's got crazy ideas about time. And um, my point is that I think you're, all of it to me keeps coming back to this idea that everything that has ever been and ever will be is effectively coexists simultaneously because time isn't linear. We know that from a scientific point ob, point of view, obviously. It's not linear. And as soon as you really start to break that down, that in my mind, I'm like, yeah, the simulation is real because time literally is a simulation. It is a simulation that our brain comes up with. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. To make sense of stuff. And so then I start thinking about, okay, well, like pair that with like the energy that's holding it all together. And then again, Eastern stuff, I'm like, I think the whole reincarnation thing, I'm like gaming it. And, and again, it's the line between, whoa, that's kind of cool and maybe makes sense. And let's dogmatize it and make it a religion. I'm like, that's where you go wrong. But the whole underlying concept of reincarnation, that there's like this fundamental energy that's constantly be re being recycled and poured back. It weirdly all feels very connected to me. And back to the sort of the Pascal's wager, I would love to just, get everybody to take the concept of a future hell and a future heaven off the table and imagine the idea that we create the world that we live in every moment we're alive and that maybe we do continue to exist indefinitely, right? In some form or another. And maybe we have another shot at doing this in a different place or whatever that looks like. But ultimately that the energy, like the life force that we're either putting out into the world or, or sort of sucking out of other people, that that is what creates this quote unquote heaven or hell. And that even, you know, Jesus, who's like basically just keeps saying like the kingdom of God is at hand. I think what he's saying is there's no, 
it's not like a there's I don't think there's this thumbs up thumbs down thing. I think it's we're we're on these bizarre looping journeys. Things get worse or better, I think depending on collective and individual responsibility that's taken. I don't know if that makes any sense. I'm confusing myself. But <laughs> but does that make does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I tracked with you. It's kind of a mix of like a you're talking about reincarnation and essentially a karma, right? You know, yeah, that's and, be a big and the factor, idea that but... the simulation maybe it's being run by robots, but maybe it's maybe everything feels like a simulation because because reality, the Dharma, as they would say in a Buddhist tree, or you know, that 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 is the that is the simulation. It is a, there, there's no question that this is a simulation in my it, mind. This it's a life is very strange and it's getting stranger every day, right? And in it's getting it's accelerating in its strangeness. And I don't, I just don't know how the brakes get put back on. I mean, it feels like we're heading towards like a cliff or right. a reset or something really calamitous. But, but you know, in another sense, I agree anyway, because you have a forest fire and then it kills all this, the shit that needed to die. Mm -hmm. So the forest can regrow the next year stronger. And, and that's what we're going through probably. Yeah, I agree. I think it's interesting to think about it in the context of a, a forest, for example, because there's so much that a forest is an ecosystem, you know, and I don't know. I do think that we've been, plagued a little bit and by, by a by an overly individualistic philosophy of life that makes things very challenging um to rec uh, challenging to reconcile with with what i think is most real about existence which is certainly not going to work and making money you know that that's not what's most real about it that is indisputably a simulation created by us you know, so I, I think like to some extent, I, I, I think, well, I mean, obviously we're on this, I think we're on the same page, but to bring it back to what you were saying, where I like to live is I can live in heaven or hell right now. And it has everything to do with my perspective and very little to do with whether or not things are going to get better or worse, quote unquote, let alone, I mean, some judgmental place that's like, oh, you tried your best, but you fucked up. It's like, that just doesn't, that doesn't add up. But the, the, like that, I don't see that in the Bible either. It doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense. It's like it's way more karmic than that. I, I think there's a ton of karma in the Bible. People you know? just feel un like Christian people feel uncomfortable with those terms because they're associated with another religion. You know, it's really know, that simple. I think. I actually let me run an idea by you. I, I'm hesitant to do this on air, but who's going to steal an idea? Whatever. I had a. I actually did have a cool AI, AI movie idea where. And AI is effectively that that AIs are um, directly not kind of cyborg AIs, but that AIs are uh, very deeply woven into various aspects of the justice system. Right, and in part because they handle dirty work, like uh, just things that that humans don't want to look at or see. I was originally thinking of. You know, what if we had AIs that could help us solve the um, child exploitation problem that we're facing right now? That would be interesting if AIs could be a part of that. But then they the already, idea is are, that the they are they are yeah, Google does has that they have you know they have bots that scrape and, and it, 
totally based right. off image recognition, pattern recognition. But I'm talking about an AI that could like do a full investigation, oh, basically. Yeah, they can't do that. And build a case. You right, know what I mean? Right, I'm talking right. in the future. Gotcha. But the idea is that this AI, kind of to your point, the AI goes a little vigilante. Yeah. Because he's like, you know who the real problem is here. But of course, the people running it have tried to set up certain blinders so that that can't happen. I think it'd be kind of a good movie. The problem is R. Kelly. Who would it would be funny if they picked the uh, Alex Trebek? Yeah, R. Kelly's too on the net. I mean, he's he is a problem. Um, Well, it's never the real problem that gets pinned. I mean, yeah, that's the problem, dude. Nobody's gonna let that happen. I mean, if a real crime fighting AI existed, it would lock up so many people in power. You know, it would immediately because then you would wait the crimes like some guy stealing 10 bucks is getting killed in the street. But bankers, politicians can steal millions. And we're just like, ah, crazy, you know, or I can't believe that happened. We know these guys are corrupt, man. And we we let it go. If an AI existed that could wait crimes and actually execute, you know, prioritize higher value crimes, they would shut that off in 10 seconds. Unfortunately, I do. If unless humans don't have the power to intervene, that will never happen. Right. Well, that I don't think I could be too cynical, but I just don't see a world where because they're every most people in power. I really believe this. Most people that are in power are not good. They're not good. Man. See, I I maybe take a little bit of a different approach where I think most people in power are to to use the Dungeons and Dragons parlance. They are. I think most people in power are not in the sort of chaotic evil category. I think most of them are in the neutral or like ends justify the means category, including selfish ends justify means, but that's still weirdly different. That's a little different than just like chaos evil, you know? Yep. How, how do we tease our next step? How do we end? How do we tease our next step? How do you, you know, John, let's do an on-air debrief of our first step back. How do you feel so far? Um, do you feel like, do you feel like anyone's still listening to this episode? No, at this point, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, we did. We got some guy that wrote us that was like, um, cr- criticizing us for stopping or something. Well, what, what did I he think say? He, I think he said, well, he was joking about how we always tease things that don't come that oh, don't, don't yeah. end up happening. But that is funny. Let's put that in perspective, John. We're constantly talking about who who we're going to have on the show next. Yeah. And we never get that right or even follow no. through, but we're pretty sure we know how the rest of humanity is going to pan out. I'm very confident. I think next episode we should talk about this documentary that we're that we're making together. John and I are making a movie together. Another what? movie, a documentary. It's called Total Collapse: The End of America, 2020. We're interviewing all sorts of 4chan celebrities. <laughs> that 4chan. is. You'll have to wait until next episode to find out what the documentary actually is. And spoiler alert: it's that. It is it that. It might be that. I feel great right. being back. It's good to be in the saddle. Yes, yeah, same. Please come to the castle. I have baked a cake for you. Yours truly, Prince.